good morning students uh, i want to welcome you to our lecture for this week and our lecture for this week is a continuation of uh, key things that we covered and we are building on the previous lectures last week we did social theory which was also built up on classical theory and uh, last week we focused on feminism and how feminism is important in addressing social problems in south africa so today we are going to look at, at research and research is very very important and um it's something that you also help you as a student to analyze the social problems that are affecting our society. So today's lecture is divided into two parts. The first part, I will go through what is research and uh, the basic principles of research and also the steps that are, con are followed in conducting in academic research and the basic steps that i'm going to discuss today the philosophy around research that is that i'm going to discuss today is very 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 important for you as students to understand because this forms the background of of your academic research the second part of this research we will, we will look into sociological research theory why do we need a social theory in research the relationship between research and theory the significance of theory so this this is going to be the structure of this lecture so research is an extent of knowledge that is either built on theories or it develop theories but the main thrust of academic research is to solve problems and to achieve development of course there are other reasons for research but these are the most important aspects that we need to acknowledge when it comes to research so research it, uh, it helps us to to verify to test facts to predict events and also to derive the relationship between variables uh, either independent or dependent uh, variables so there is what is known as a research cycle uh, which I'm going to to discuss today in this cycle it it involves eight things that form a research the first thing that you need to do in research is to identify a research problem 
And for you to identify such problem, it requires you to do in-depth reading and identify a research problem, a problem that is on the ground. What is it that you wish or that you think should be addressed or the problem that is affecting people? So after doing an intensive research, that's when you can be able to identify a research problem as well as a knowledge gap. By knowledge gap, we are referring to things that has never been studied around that topic. Once you have your research problem, then the next step is to develop objectives. I will go through how to develop objectives as lecture proceeds. And then number three is the research strategy. What is the research strategy? How do you intend to conduct your research? Number four, research design. What is your research design? What is your methodology? Is it qualitative, quantitative, or is it mixed method? Number five, literature review. Every research is literature. You need to review literature. And literature is ensures that you have done intensive reading around the area. Number five, uh, you gather data. You use your instruments that are guided by your research design and your research strategy. Number seven, to interpret data. Data is interpreted in different ways. Interpretation and analysis. Interpretation, uh, where you interpret data, you need to do what is called data coding. And then number eight, findings. Now that you have findings, these findings, they have to be analyzed. Of course, the circle that I have just outlined is not in order. Um, but these are the key ideas that form a research cycle. There are quite a number of approaches in research. Some they call them paradigms. We have an approach which is called positivism. And positivism is something that can be traced back to the works of Auguste Comte, who developed one day to equate sociology to natural sciences. And he believed that you must employ scientific study of the social world. So positivism, it's, it aims to establish the scientific law of society. Which is known as casual relationship. What are the scientific law of society or the casual relationship? And these are arrived by testing different hypotheses, as in sciences. We have interpretivism. Interpretivism uh, tries to build an understanding of the motive and intentions around human behavior. So it attaches meaning. It builds, it's 
theories, its understanding of the subjective meanings and actions of human beings. We have critical social research. And critical social research, they ask critical questions with a view to change the society and also with a view to transform unequal power relations. And this is very, very important, students, for you to, to know, to have these basic principles, paradigms, and approaches of research. So there are different steps that are followed in, uh, in scientific research. So in scientific research, we have what is known as systematic uh, research, which is a step-by-step procedure. Observation, there's hypothesis, and, and and so on. In every research, in every research, remember I said there is a very 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 close relationship between research and theory. That a research can either develop a theory, or a theory, or a research problem is built from existing uh, theories, use existing theories to interpret your findings. There is what is known as inductive reasoning. Inductive reasoning. Induction involves observing or observation and generalization. And it's a process that is based on the study of several individuals or several individual cases. And you can draw generalization from those cases. Once you have generalization from those cases, you can then develop a theory based on your observations or based on your study findings. So the first thing in inductive reasoning is to observe. You look at patterns, the patterns of behavior. And then what is a tentative theory? And then the theory that you intend to do. So inductive reason, we are saying you are developing new ideas, new theories from the observations and from the findings of a study. And then we have deductive reasoning, whereby this one applies the general principles to a specific case. And this is what many students use, especially at undergrad. Whereby you use theoretical principles or the salient features of a certain theory and apply those features or, or maybe those principles to your study or to a specific case. This means you have a theory that is well explained in a theoretical framework. And then you use that theory to explain your observations and also to confirm your observations. So these are two different things, inductive and deductive. So in every research, every research is a reasoning. So if it's inductive reasoning, it means 
you are going to build new theories from existing knowledge. If it's deductive, it means that there is a theory. But what you want to do as a researcher is to use the basic or the key principles of that theory to explain a specific case or the key principles of that theory to provide answers to your specific case. So having said these two, this then takes us to the importance of theory in research. Why we need a theory? Why sociological research? And why sociological research is different from other sociologists, I mean from other from other researches or scientific researches. Remember, sociologists, they are interested or their overall goal is to study the influence that society has on the attitude and behavior of people. And also sociologists, they seek to understand different ways in which human beings interact in which human beings shape the society. So because sociologists do not accept something as a fact, or sociologists, they don't believe in objective understanding, they believe that findings are tested and they are analyzed in relation to other data. And Findings that are also evaluated using sociological theory. So in sociology, the common sense in sociology is that we need a theory to analyze results. And then I know some might ask, what then is a good theory? What then is a good theory in research? Effective theories have an explanatory and predictive power. And they provide a sense, be it a classical sense or a contemporary theoretical sense, to current research problems. So in sociology, we use theories. But when writing a theory in sociology, when analyzing a theory, you don't just provide a summary of a theory. You need to make sure that the theory speaks to the study. You need to identify the key principles of that theory and how the key principles of that theory help you to analyze the data that you have gathered. So scientific method and social research. The difference is that in sociology, you can never write a research without a theory. In every, and that is the golden rule of sociological research, that you cannot write a full research without a theory. And also sociologists, they are guided by by research values that are guided by research values. Some of the values that I have outlined 
I've outlined some of them. But these values, they explain the social patterns of change. And they also provide explanation to what is true about specific aspects of that society. This means that the theories that we did yesterday, last week, I mean, the theory that you did last week, if you wish to use those theories in research, you don't necessarily have to provide a summary of the theories. But what you need to do is to look into the basic principles that you want to use to analyze your data. Background of the theory, description of the theory, that is done in a theoretical chapter or in a theoretical framework section. On data analysis, you don't provide a summary, but you then use the principles or what is called the salient features of that theory to justify or to explain your findings. There are quite a number of methods that are used to collect data. But sociologists, they use, they normally use the following four. They use surveys, they use experiments, they use interviews, they use secondary data, or what is called secondary analysis. Let me start by explaining a survey. A survey is a, is, is a research method in which the subject responds to, to a series of statements or to a series of questions in a questionnaire or in an interview. So surveys are directed at populations. That is the people who the research is focusing on. And usually, we start a symbol, and a symbol being a representation of, of the total population. It represents the whole population. And there are two types of sampling. So we have a probability sampling, and we have non-probability sampling. Surface may also involve questionnaires and these questionnaires are basically a series of um, questions that a researcher presents to the participants or that a researcher presents to the object, to the subjects. And in questionnaires, they can either be open-ended questionnaires or closed questionnaires. Closed-ended questionnaires. Closed-ended questionnaires are those questionnaires that don't give you room or enough space to describe, <clears throat> but you are given predetermined answers that you just need to choose. Whereas open-ended questionnaires are those questionnaires that are open and they give you enough space to describe and provide your own views.
you also need to understand how data is used or how sociologists use statistical data we also use statistical data in statistical data is data that is also obtained from experiments remember an experiment in research is mainly to investigate the cause and effect and this is done under certain conditions it's controlled under certain conditions so experimental research is by, by nature explanatory meaning that it asks not just what happened but why that thing happened so typically researchers or sociological researchers they conduct experiments uh, to test hypotheses and hypothesis is basically an unverified statement of a relationship between the independent and dependent variable and most experiments are conducted in laboratories and explore and employed in fact we employ different control groups but experiments sociologists they don't really do experiments in laboratories experiments in laboratories are used or are done by scientific researchers for sociologists we look we don't normally do experiments but we conduct research which can either be qualitative or quantitative research and we normally use data collection techniques such as participant observation and participant observation this is a method by which the researcher observe people not just observing but also join in their activities participant observation is is both descriptive and exploratory and it is normally um, qualitative research it is based on qualitative research inquiry another technique that is used to collect data in research is secondary analysis some they call it archival research it is a research method in which the researcher collect and analyze data that has been used by others we do research based on data that has been done by by others we have interviews they can either be one on one interviews they can be group interviews in which the researcher is guided by what is called an interview guide an interview guide this is a, a set this is a set of questions which the researcher use and the researcher will be asking those questions to the participants and the questions in they are normally open ended they are not closed questions so after collecting your data having collected your data you then need to analyze 
think of how you analyze data. Data is analyzed in different ways. But before you analyze data, the first step is data coding. Data is coded, and once data is coded, you identify the thematic areas. And these thematic areas would then be analyzed in different ways. So, students, this is just an introduction to research. We need to go and read more on research. And also, another key aspect that I've left out, which you also need to understand, are ethical issues. Research ethics. You can never do a research without observing the ethics of research. And this includes maintaining the objective or the objectivity and integrity of the research. You also need to respect the participants and also their right to privacy and dignity has to be respected. Participants, they need to be protected from personal harm. As a researcher, it is your responsibility to preserve their confidentiality. And all this is done. And you need to seek permission or what is called informed consent where you get permission from the students and from the participants and ethical issues they are very 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 important in research it is something that we can never avoid in research today's lecture was just an introduction to research and I hope this lecture it helps you it gives basic ideas on what is a research how a research is conducted thank you students for listening to our lecture our lecture on research methods and the importance of research in social problems researching social problems thank you so much once again for listening to our lecture today